0: Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. Um, how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. Um, yeah, I really, really do hope you're good and you're fine. I hope the series on prayer has blessed you so far. Um, it's been almost a week that I shared anything. I am, I am absolutely, absolutely sorry. Um, so much so much so much just um, happened this week Uh, had a lot (laughs) had a lot to cover up and um, yeah apparently on Wednesday I lost my cousin uh, in a very tragic way so I think it, it somehow put me in in a uh ah, well I say it's put me in a in a bad spot but thank god I'm um, recovering um you know getting better and all yeah so that's my apology for that so what I will do is I'll just cover up uh for the topics that I need to write um So we're meant to get an episode on Monday. We're meant to get an episode on Thursday. That was just this. I'll do the two um, and share them today um, with you, right? So thank you so much for your patience. Um, Moving forward, hopefully we'll be able to um, fix up quite a lot of things, if that's okay. Um, So yeah, we've been discussing on prayer. And this morning, just briefly, I'll just talk about You know, the topic is The Advocate. The Advocate. I I think I'm the first law drama like series that I ever watched was Boston Legal. Um, Quite hilarious. uh, Quite hilarious series. Um, Danny Crane and Alan Shaw. uh, Just some, you know, hilarious, hilarious. you know, lawyers, you know, standing up for people, you know, going into different cases, um, defending various people, you know. And I think well, part of the things that really intrigued me about Boston Legal was how they could find somebody that was actually guilty of a crime and literally defend the person's innocence. It, it was just like mind, mind, mind-blowing. How people can bring up, you know, various evidences. And, you know, create reasons that somehow, somehow, you would begin to have a certain level of sympathy for even criminals. I think that's, you know, uh, ah, it just blew my mind. It just blew my mind. And then, though I've never really gotten to watch it, I, I probably would. Um, suits, I've heard so much about the series suits and um, I think the world of lawyers generally, right, attorneys is very intriguing very intriguing the the craftiness of their mind I think is what gets to me the most, because many times I, I used to wonder why should a lawyer defend an individual that outrightly has everything working against him. Why should they even like defend criminals? I think sometimes it's just, you know, um aside maybe the monetary aspect, you know, uh lawyers are being paid well or rather should be paid well. But then I think it's just the uh the bragging rights of being highly knowledgeable, you know, just being crafted with the whole knowledge, thing, I think it gets to them. For me, if I were a lawyer, I think that would be, like, my high point. You understand how I'm just able to gather details, you know, fix up things, come up with nice stories, um, compelling alibis. Right? And, and I think, for me, that's, that's what just gets to me. Uh and then i think i have a lot of friends that are lawyers um a lot of people that are presently going through law school and whenever they're about to write bar finals it's almost like a panic uh it's there's just this frenzy around it and you know you've got so many laws to quote and i don't think you're permitted to quote laws um like paraphrasing laws, I think you know you have to know the law, the section that it's in you know exactly it was pulled from the year being very very very, very meticulous about it, knowing where there was an amendment to a law um ah no so i I know that it's very, very tasky, so I get to see the little bit of stress around it um a typical lawyer's library. It's just filled with various law books, constitutional books, different case files, you know. Um, and, you know, part of the, you know, part of the, the the offices of the Spirit of God, part of the offices of Jesus is being called an advocate, right? Every time I get to, you know, watch law movies or see my friends at work you know do certain things it reminds me of the role of Jesus in our lives you know we have an advocate before the father now an advocate stands to defend someone one because probably they are defenseless two probably because they are they don't have knowledge of the laws guiding um, certain areas, right, generally. And so, the place of an advocate, especially in the court of law, is extremely, extremely vital. I think, yeah, usually if somebody doesn't have like the capacity for a lawyer, you know, the court provides one for the person. It's like, yes, I know that you are... I know that probably you are guilty of a crime, you know, or and I'm also, you know, very, very much aware that you're incapable of paying for it, but I'm going to provide it for you so that if peradventure there is any iota that you are innocent we have given you the the perfect advantage I don't know if that's like the right word and so you can see it's very very important you know having an advocate you know they'll say that if you do not have an access if you don't have access to a lawyer one will be provided for you you know and then the lawyer helps build your case build your defense whether if it's a plea deal um you know or you're still fighting for your innocence or whatever it is you know however it is so you know jesus plays that role for us and you know when you think about it that the devil himself is called the accuser of the brethren you need to understand that the realm of the spirit many times and especially when it comes to prayer that there is a dimension of prayer that is extremely legal that your approach to it has to come through a legal basis has to come through a legal basis because what the enemy does is that he carries a lot of, in quote, evidence is against us, and you see it, it. plays out a lot in our times of prayer, where you're praying. You know, you're, um, you're before the throne of God. You're really pressing into the things of God. May, maybe at that point you're making requests. You have desires. Asking God for mercy or something, and then all of a sudden there are certain thoughts that come up in your mind that's like, but hey, Benga, remember that you did this, so remember you did this, hey, Tyler, you did this, hey, Tyler, you did this. And all of a sudden, you begin to shy away from um, making certain requests and making certain demands. Now, that guilt keeps you from the access of God's resources. That guilt keeps you away from it. It keeps you from asking. And, in so many ways, because of our actions, whether in our thoughts, in our speech, um, personal desires, whatever it is, you know, past experiences, there are a lot of things that keep us within that state of guilt, and that state of guilt just cripples us, it cripples us now that 's one of the attempts of the enemy being the accuser of the brethren, you know because um he would bring everything legal before, you know, the throne of the Father just to discredit us, bring everything legal. And so, you could see the, the, you know, that need why God had to make Jesus an advocate for us, right? Why God had to make Jesus an advocate for us. It was very, very clear number two there are certain allegiances that we entered certain covenants that we entered into that have a legal binding on us that have a legal binding on us that um, they're like altars that they speak now they may not be altars that we personally establish maybe they may be generational maybe things that um, happened you know forefathers you know entering into covenants you know and then um willing their generation into the service of a certain idol or into a certain fraternity um maybe due to carelessness you know people have done funny things like blood covenants you know um, or salt covenants or however it is um when covenants are made Um, whatever entity it was made with has a legal right in some way legal ownership of that person depending on how deep it was now clearly you can see that you cannot just you know approach most of these courts um, on your own you can't sympathy doesn't work in the court of law... ...the judge may... ...feel for you... ...he may not want you to... ...the judge may not want you to... ...go through a certain thing, you know... ...the judge in himself may want to prove you innocent... ...but then the evidence... ...that is brought against you is too compelling... ...and because he is just... ...because he is just... Um, the, the strength of the judge is based on his integrity because he is just right he would still sentence an individual and this is where the advocate comes in someone that would represent us Someone that would represent us. Um, I don't know if it was Jesse Plantis that said it or Keith Moore. Where, you know, he was talking about... Um, I think an an instance with an individual or so, whether it was a vision or so, the person had, you know, and the devil was just accusing them, accusing the individual at that time and the person knew, um, what the accusation, as in the person knew that the accusation was legit and, you know, the, at the court of the law, at the court of, I think it was a vision, you know, and then. The judge asked, what do you plead? And then he now said, I plead the blood. And I don't plead guilty. I don't plead innocent. Innocent, right? I plead the blood. Let the blood speak for me. Let the blood speak for me. My evidence is the blood. My evidence is the blood. Now, the advocate carries that evidence and begins to enact everything that that blood... um, Presents or makes available. Makes available. And so it's very, very important to go with this consciousness, Tyler, that when you are approaching God, you're not just approaching Him alone, right? That you have an advocate that plead your case before the Father, you have an advocate that stands before you legally to silence every voice, to silence every thought of condemnation, to silence every thought of guilt, to silence every accusation that may stop you from accessing the blessings of God, that may wreck your mind, that may, you know, try to present itself as a legal holder, of you, your mind, your soul, or whatever it is. Understand this, Tyler. Remember, we're talking about the various dimensions, you know, in prayer. You know, there are times that you engage prayer where you are coming, you know, maybe to edify yourself. So maybe stretching in the spirit, praying in tongues. There may be times that you're making requests to the Father. There may be times you may have conversations. But then there may be times that you must enter things Legally. And then your advocate is on that speaks for you. And so, you know, you bring up the word. The word is your law. You understand? The things that the Lord has spoken are the things that are legally yours, right? So there are times that, yes, that you have the advocate. There are times that you have to bring the evidence from the things written in scripture. You bring it before the judge. Your advocate speaks for it. You know, the blood becomes the evidence. You know, the seal for, yes, this person. Um, this person has access to this this particular resource should be granted is it life what is the promise of God in scripture about life you bring it legally before the throne and then you make and then you place demands for it what is the what is the promise of God what's the law for provision do you understand um, what access did the blood give for provision for protection um Production, you know, productivity, whatever it is, um, for your victory, for your authority, you begin to legally bring all of these things before the court of law. I think Pastor Alpha, Meshach Alpha, did a thorough, a thorough, a very, very thorough um, message on this. I can't, I, I will try my best to remember the message. I think it's Altars and Foundations. I think it was in Altars and Foundations. If you can check it out, I think it is. A, I hope I'm not mistaken. Um, even if it's not it, the message is still powerful. But Altars and Foundations, he spoke extensively on it about engaging the legal side of prayer. Some things would never come. To you, because you're begging, or you know, oh Father, please, oh, oh, please. No, there are things that you must take a legal stand on. So, when the accuser of the brethren comes, you plead the blood. You, um, you know, you, you, you call out to the advocate. Let him know that I have an advocate before the Father that's pleading my case. You need to understand that um, the greatest attack of the enemy would always be in your mind always be in your mind and always give you the impression that you are alone, that you are handicapped that you are without help that is one of the major, major, major attacks of Satan and it is your job, it is your responsibility to fight it but you would never fight on your own fighting on your own would only leave you as a casualty And so we have an advocate. We have an advocate. We have an advocate. So when the accusation comes, remember that you have an advocate. Run to your advocate, Tyler. Run to your advocate. Oh, I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. But I am standing behind you. You do the speaking for me. You do the speaking for me. And you know, there are a lot of times that your legal advisor will tell you what to say before the judge because they have a proper understanding of the law and as you speak they have the requisite arsenal to make whatever your speech is valid so yeah remember this Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. These are legal parameters or legal points that we use in prayer. When the accuser comes, you let him know that now I've got no condemnation, I am in Christ you cannot bring condemnation my way because I am in Christ I am in Christ I am in Christ and when he sees you he sees the blood and the blood speaks 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 remember Tyler that God too is also known as a judge ah ah and then you know so there are times that yes that you've really really done terrible terrible things terrible terrible things and and you know you should be punished for it but then you begin to plead the blood the blood of jesus that speaks better things than the blood of abel you know the blood of abel was crying out for vengeance for vengeance and when you plead the blood of jesus it cries out mercy it cries out mercy "Mercy." cries out mercy And the blood of Jesus is a valid, valid, valid arsenal in the courts of heaven. And you see, like, the blood, you know, being sprinkled on the ark, you know, before sacrifices and everything were made. Petition, the blood truly gives us access. The blood truly gives us access, Tyler. So understand the legal side. Don't let the enemy bully you out of the inheritance of God for your life. And please, right, Tyler, do not be... Do not be civil about the enemy's attacks. Do not be civil about it. Do not be civil. Do not be civil about the enemy's attacks. Do not be... um, not show any sign of laxity now nah. take it take it take it take it forcefully take it legally it's yours it's yours it's yours find the promises in the word and stake a claim on it it is legally yours the advocate stands before the father to prove that your claims are legit is that okay Tyler okay so i really really do hope that these series have been blessing you and um i believe that it's building us you know so yeah that's what i have to share um i really hope that it blessed you um remember i believe in you i love you and i'm always rooting for you right so the next episode is coming immediately after this right so yeah thank you tyler bye